It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me at Russellmania621. That is Redskins and more on Twitter at Russellmania621. As well, you can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. Try and put as many links and as much content up there as we possibly can. As always, check out RedskinsReport.com, part of SI.com. All of our written and video coverage of the Washington Redskins, including my guy Rick Snyder and my crew, all up there as well redskinsreport.com and also you can check out Warpath magazine either digital subscription or hardcore newspaper magazine style Warpath magazine available monthly from American Sports Media and occasionally you can still listen to me on 106.7 The Fan and the radio.com app did a bunch of draft shows this past week not sure what the future holds with uh, the pandemic and all that stuff uh, so you can check that out, but you know, either that, listen to my colleagues, my guys, uh, over there, uh, for Redskins coverage on your radio. All right. So let's get to it. We told you in the last episode in which we played a small snippet of Kyle Smith and Ron Rivera from Saturday night, wrapping up the draft. We had the second part and actually we're going to have two parts, to the second part, if that makes sense. It's just too big to kind of the way we have to do things around here uh, to play all in one shot, so I wanted to break it up. So you're going to hear from Ron Rivera, Kyle Smith, meeting with reporters Saturday night after the NFL draft, uh, and then we'll get some news and notes items to finish it up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So we're going to, again, Part one was in the last episode, and that was a complete recap of the draft. The reason why we had to do it that way is because we had a lot of new information that we had to get out to you guys and disseminate to you guys from the draft. We only had time for really part one, plus we had the Trent Williams trade. Now, this is more about the football team and moving forward and the philosophy and the communication. You'll hear a question from me to Kyle Smith in here. Uh, You'll hear some other weird stuff. So the bottom line is, is we had to separate it all just so it made sense and format and all that stuff. Enjoy Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith meeting via Zoom video conference, courtesy of Redskins PR and Redskins.com, part one of the two-part finale today. No young person should have to pay for their mistakes forever. I get that. But you have made so much of an emphasis on high character people coming into your building. So how did Sadiq kind of cross that threshold to you by what he said or what he's done since the end of the season to show that he's a guy that you could take a chance on to be that kind of character guy? Yes. For him to, to, to have to come back, he was going to have to stay clean and finish the season. And, and talking with Coach Ogeron, 
he, he was very positive about the way the young man came in, the way the young man was really um, um, contrite about the mistake he had made, about doing things the right way and trying to learn and grow from it. Um, one of the things that really caught my attention was he had made the statement that, you know, that, that at one point when you have it all taken away from you, you, you want to get it back and you want to do things the right way. Um, that, that kind of really swayed me. And so I'm, I'm, I'm one of those that do believe that you do give guys opportunities, especially if they, they show that uh, they want it. And, um, and, and this is a young man, I believe, that wants it. And, again, he's going to be watched. He's going to be on a short leash. Um, and at the same time, you know, we have, um, you know, we have Malcolm Blacken, who's done a great job from what I've seen, and then watching him communicate with guys, um, you know, while we had the opportunity, but also knowing the fact that he spent some quality time with this young man. Even though it was only on Zoom, he spent a good 45 minutes with him. Um, you know, I felt pretty comfortable and, and listening to what, have, what, what Malcolm had to say about it as well. So this is a young man that, you know, obviously – we feel he's got a tremendous skill set, um, but yet he's a young man that you know has you know ha has a little uh, issue that we're trying to control and help him out with. And again, hopefully we can keep him going where he needs to be, and that's straight ahead. Sam Fortier. Hey, Ron. Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. I'm wondering, as uh, you went through the draft process, how did you guys balance obviously your your prioritization of, of versatility and liking guys that can do a lot of things with finding guys that can maybe do one thing well? How do you, how do you balance those two? Uh, philosophically? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you want to make sure the guy has a primary um, function. You know, what does he do best? You know, and, and again, uh, a, a great example right now is, you know, we know Sadiq Charles, one of the things that he did best in college was play left tackle. So that's really where he's going to start off with that, that left tackle. Um, but because he's over there, we're always cross training our backup guys. So he'll work at left guard as well. And so it'll be an opportunity to, to, to see what his skill set is, to see just how versatile he truly is. And it'll also help him learn because, again, one thing that I always believe in, too, is that if you know what the guy next to you is supposed to do, it's going to help you do your job. And, and that's how we, uh, you know, we try to also help grow our young guys. Hey, Ron, can you all hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. Hey, hey, Ron. Hey, Kyle. Um, just as it relates to Thaddeus Moss, and this is for either one of you two, what did you all like in his game? What made you all decide to sign him as a tight end um, from the undrafted free agency class versus, say, other ones? Yeah, Thaddeus, a productive guy this year. He had a, he had a nice season. He's got really good hands and ball skills. Uh, he's a tough kid that competes in the run game. So those two qualities, when you're signing priority free agents, you need to have two uh, two qualities that really stand out, and those are it, you know, and, th and that's what we base that stuff off of, and, and we're excited playing at LSU, uh, big-time football, big-time season. It was really a no-brainer to sign him as a PFA. Chris Russell. Hey, guys. Uh, hope you can hear me. Um, question for Kyle. Kyle, um, obviously, you've been here for a number of years. You've coordinated the draft. This is your first opportunity to kind of run it with Ron. How do you feel the experience went in the, in the elevated role? And, um, and how do you feel like you guys ultimately did with all the communication, with the virtual stuff, and, and all the different challenges that you had to deal with? Yeah, no, man, that's a great question because it really, like, you know, the other day I was saying this, that it – I feel like my role hasn't changed drastically over the last three years, you know, from this process, because like when coach Rivera came in, he said, I want you to kind of do everything that you've been doing the last few years and run it how you feel comfortable. And then we'll adjust from there. Uh, so really that process when it comes to the college stuff has been the same, you know, now you, when you add the, obviously that you guys are all dealing with and we're dealing with it, the virtual stuff, that was really the biggest challenge, you know, is to just, hey, how can we all be on the same page uh, and communicate and, and get the board set, you know, under these circumstances? And, and that's something that, you know, honestly, 
Ashish Kinra and Christian Smith, our IT guys, they made this stuff really easy and smooth for us because they set all these gadgets and gizmos up in our places that we have no idea how to use it. And coach and I had conversations like this every day and, and it was like sitting in the same room, you know? So at the end of the day, after a few days of going through this stuff, it was like, we're being, you know, we're back in the office. So I think the process was great. Process is always about the people and coach and I have a great relationship. Uh, and it's, it's easy. It's smooth. Uh, we're on the same page. Uh, coach Del Rio, Coach Turner. It's been a very, I'm, I've been very happy with how easily we've meshed uh, after not knowing each other for a long time. And that's what made, I think, our process very smooth. It's, it's, a, it's about the people and communicating and you can't go wrong when you, ha when you do it that way. Okay, here we go. We good? Uh, <laughs> yeah, coach, we got I'll you. just ask you a, a, a question just kind of about this whole process for you and how it's been personally. I mean, I've been here, we just did seven hours of live TV on NBC Sports Washington. We see your dogs walking around. Um, coming in, taking over a, a new team, trying to get this done. Is there part of this process that you can just describe? Getting your hair cut, simple things like that, that has uh, kind of made it so unique and maybe where it ranks on how special it was um, of an experience for you. I thought it was a real cool, cool experience. I, I really did. I mean, there were there were moments, of, you know, the frustration of not being able to be in our own our own facility and work it. And but but again, just knowing that you know the support people that we had were terrific. Uh, everything from again starting with the IT stuff to to to, to our director of football operations. I mean, these guys, you know, they went above and beyond in terms of trying to help us prepare ourselves. But uh, the experience itself has been. And unique. Obviously, I went through something completely different my first time as a head coach with the work stoppage, but at least we got to, during the draft process, go out and watch players, work players out, bring players to our facility. This time we didn't. We had to rely on technology, use technology to the best of, it, of our abilities, um, which was as sometimes uh, very frustrating. But again, as Kyle said, our IT guys were terrific. Um, the, the, the unique thing about this too was you know, getting to know people, uh, you know, from 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 the standpoint of that, you really didn't have the, the up, up close interaction. That was that was interesting because again, part of it is process too is is trying to interview these guys, try to get them off their comfort zone, and get them to react and act differently. Um, that was that was that was a little bit of a trial and error as well. But overall, it, it worked very 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 well. Um, it was kind of neat having the family around, you know, having having my wife involved, my, our two dogs, and, and then our daughter, Courtney, who was do, actually doing our social uh, media stuff for the team. Um, we were able to give a little bit behind-the-scenes stuff to, to our fans. I thought it was kind of a unique thing as well. All right, once again, that's Ron Rivera, Kyle Smith meeting with reporters. We will finish up their session from Saturday night with team reporters coming up next. You will hear more about the team moving forward and also a weird kind of question about Wale if I'm being perfectly honest um that's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
All right, we're back. Locked on Redskins podcast. So I uh, mentioned that there was a kind of a strange question about uh, Wale and Ron Rivera's musical inclinations. And, um, you know, listen, I don't care about that stuff, but maybe you do. Uh, have fun. Uh, enjoy. And listen to the rest of the head coach of the Washington Redskins and the vice president of player personnel. Should he be the GM? Yes, he should. Kyle Smith. Can I follow up real quick as well? I just saw you on with Wale and he said Chase Young might be his next track. Your just thoughts on that. And would you ever consider being part of a Wale song? You, you know, the thing about that whole thing is, is, is one thing I always believe that is, is that guys, if you can keep your personnel and be who you are and do it within the right framework of, 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 of being the right kind of, of, of young man, then do it, do, do those things and do them the right way. And, um, and, and that to me, I think is cool. Cause again, a guy that can, can do all these things, stay focused when he has to be focused. That's important. And I think Chase is one of those kind of guys, uh, as far as being in one of his tracks, um, I, I really don't have any musical talent to be honest. Uh, the only thing I really truly like to do is, is, is football. Chip. Ron, Chip Rear, ABC7 Sports. Congrats on finishing the draft. Uh, aside from getting Sadiq and adjusting the left tackle, it seems depth of the offensive line was also a priority for you guys. Do you yes. feel as though you were able to address that, bringing in also uh, another center? Yes, we do. You know, he's a center guard combination, a young man that can, can help one or two positions for us. So we always feel good about that. Um, he's a young football player, um, you know, um, um, Keith Ismail. Uh, out of San Diego State, just a, a stout physical football player, a smart football player that had a really good test score as well. So, you know, we just feel confident when you when you add those kinds of young men that have that kind of ability. So, again, it's, it, it really is about trying to fill those needs. Um, but, again, letting the board speak to you. And, and, and you know, and, and I'll say this, too. I, I really thought Kyle did a great job, you know, and just watching him handle it. Um, you know, the input that I gave really was about, you know, when it came time to selections, but he was he was monitoring things, constantly throwing things out, ideas, thoughts, um, you know, communicating, which I think was really important. And, and, and when the decisions made, you know, you know, he was he was he was on board or you know, he was he was pushing for this. And, and, and that's exactly what you need is a guy that's going to tell you what you need to hear, and, um, you know, not necessarily what you want. Thanks. We got, we got time for a couple more. Two more. Hey, just circling back on Trent real quick. Um, just in terms of the compensation, I know you guys said for Dunbar you felt like it was fair value, but how do you feel about the compensation aspect of the deal? Yeah, well, you know, with the Trent compensation, at the end of the day, we said this for a long time ago, you determine compensation by your eyes as a scout or a coach, right? And that's what you watch on tape. Trent Williams is a first-round value. That's what he is. That's what the tape tells you. That's what everybody knows. This circumstance and everything that that – has gone into this for two years or whatever it's been, that's what's devalued him. Um, so at the end of the day for the Washington Redskins, what we got with a fifth and a third, we're happy with what we got. And it's time to move on. And we're very, we're, we're ready to move forward. Uh, I can't wait personally to stop talking about it. I can't wait to stop hearing about it. I, I think, you know, but I've been here for, a while, you know what I mean? And, and I know with since coaches showed up here, uh, we made it very clear that as organization, anybody that's has a year left on their contract, we're going to wait and see how you mess with the coaching staff. And I think that's pretty fair, personally, uh, that that he's going to see out of respect to the player. Let's see how we jive and let's see how we how we mesh before we extend and, and extend somebody for four years or three years or whatever the case may be. And I think that's pretty fair. Um, 
But at the end of the day, we got what the Washington Redskins wanted. Um, and that's what's fair compensation to us. Uh, this is resolved. It's over. We're moving forward. We're excited about the draft. We're excited about our picks. And, uh, and we're ready to roll. One more. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, I was curious, because this is the first time you guys work together and you're trying to figure these things out still a little bit as to who's going to make calls and things, was there ever a time during a player or a pick where maybe the two of you had a completely different idea and you, you had to kind of resolve that? Um, you know, I, I don't think there really was just because of the way the board was set. Um, as things started to fall, the board was very, very accurate, very close to being very, very, very accurate. Um, so really, as we got to our picks, there was a there was a clump of guys, you know, that, that those three or four guys that we would talk about. And one guy would be above the three or four of them. And that was the guy we won with. And, and again, as I said, I really thought the things that Kyle and his guys did in terms of preparation, I thought the readings that we did over Zoom uh, were very good. I thought that the, um, you know, the communication between Kyle and I as, as he was setting the final board uh, was exactly what you look for. Because then as you go through the process, really, you know, you should see things quite close to, to, to one another. Um, and again, it's because we worked through the process. You know, we, we didn't go through this and, and I think, you know, not be prepared for that conversation. I, I thought we talked ourselves through a lot of things. Yeah. And Les, this, just to piggyback off that, you know, you know, that's, that's kind of sometimes people think that we come into the war room, right, in the NFL and, and the board's up there and you guys, the, the, the clock starts and you're like, all right, who are we taking? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't we have a, a thorough process of, of two weeks in advance to where you have readings and you have all that stuff. And then once, once you talk to coaches and scouts, you have a pretty good idea of everybody's final opinion. You set the board across. And then as decision makers, a coach and I get together and it's like, okay, well, we know that this cluster of players are going to be there. Which way are we going? And obviously we know what positions we want and what are the focus positions. Boom, boom, boom. You go through all those scenarios. So that when we come to here, when you get your five, six names, you already kind of have a feeling of what you want to do. Same thing with medical meetings. You meet with medical people. They, they, RV does a tremendous job uh, this year, first time working with him. Explains what, what the grades are. So you know when you go into the, in, into the draft, these guys are off the board. These guys are on the board. These guys are safe. You're recapping and you're, and you're moving forward. So it makes stuff very, very quick and efficient. You know, and, and just also to follow up, one of the things that we did do is we had a couple of mocks that, that we, we mocked through with our entire um, group and with our IT guys, and we tried to do it over the system just as how it worked. And, and you know, we had no issues. We, we had one with the league, and we had two of our own. Um, the last one we did took us through the fourth round. We worked on a mock of, 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 of trade. We worked on a mock of trading out of the position. So, and I thought the guys handled that very well. It gave us a little taste as to what to expect, and it went very, very well. It really did. It went, it went about as smooth as we could have expected and hoped for. And again, as you know, Kyle said earlier, kudos to our IT guys. All right, and that's going to do it for Kyle Smith and Ron Rivera meeting with the media again from Saturday night. The last two episodes, this one and the previous one, have you covered in that regard? If you want to hear the whole thing uh, at any point, just easy to go get, download, share with a friend, uh, listen, all that stuff. You want to quote it up, you want to write it up, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's all available for you. 
there, Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith. I like both of those guys. So I think the Redskins are in pretty good hands as long as they do the right thing for Kyle and they don't get impatient. All right, so that's going to do it for the first two parts of our show. Next, we come back with some finishing thoughts. We haven't gone through the undrafted free agent class yet. Do that uh, and as well clean up anything and everything on the docket because Jonathan Allen is in the news. So we'll do that all to come right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast with this. Jonathan Allen has had his fifth-year contract extension picked up. Again, a no-brainer, even with the new CBA rules and the guarantees. Now they're guaranteed fully instead of guaranteed only for injury. And, you know, that is a somewhat of a concern for Jonathan Allen, right? He's been in the NFL uh, for three years, and I think he's only played in 36 games you know, because he missed most of his rookie season after, I think it was week five, he suffered an injury against, ironically, Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. He missed the rest of that year. Uh, then I think he played all of his second season, and then he missed a few games in uh, 2019, starting with the much of the season opener, uh, and then week two against the Cowboys, and then he returned for that week three game uh, against the Bears. So, uh, you know, when 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 you look at when you look at a guy like Jonathan Allen, he slipped from the top five out of the University of Alabama all the way to 17 because people were concerned about arthritis in his shoulders. As far as I know, that's not an issue right now. As far as I know, that hasn't been a thing. And it hasn't been reported by anybody, so I don't think I'm missing anything. Unless it's something we don't know, and we just don't know, and it's possible. But it's not preventing him from playing. He's had a couple lower leg injuries. He's had the broken foot or the Liz Frank injury in his rookie year, and, of course, he had the knee in... 2019 and again that basically caused him two full games and if you really want to look at it I don't think he hit his stride until probably midway through the season and even then it was kind of a ultimately a disappointing year for everybody right they couldn't stop the run couldn't get off the field on third down sure they had sacks great they couldn't get off the field when they absolutely needed to and they couldn't stop the run period so Jonathan Allen benefits I think, as much as anybody, from the 4-3, he'll kick inside in Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera's 4-3. Uh, whether he's the three technique, the one technique, I don't know yet. We, we just haven't gotten that information. And having more talent around him certainly helps. Now, Chase Young, who I, I hope I hope we will get to hear from on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast because uh, we had a Zoom video conference with him uh, on Monday. Chase Young said the day after the draft, meaning last Friday, he drove to Virginia from 
his house in PG County in Maryland and visited Jonathan Allen. Why? Because he's a leader. He recognized him as the leader of the Redskins defense, and he was local, obviously. So uh, what does that tell you? I mean, it tells you, like, everybody knew this from the start. Like, everybody knew how fierce of a competitor and a leader and a set-by-example type guy Jonathan Allen was, right? So you knew the Redskins were going to invest in this regardless. I mean, they would have anyway, I think, but it wasn't even a question. So the fifth-year option uh, picked up. Now the only question is, is, you know, do they want to move forward with a contract extension beyond? I don't know. Probably not until next offseason, but at least he's under contract for two more years, meaning 2020 and 2021. All right, the undrafted Redskins free agent class, as far as we know, these are not official yet. The team has not officially announced any of them, but Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's young son out of LSU, tight end, uh, who had a Jones fracture in his foot, but caught a touchdown in the national championship semifinal, two touchdowns, in the national championship game, look, the Redskins need help at tight end. Uh, I think he's probably one of these guys that is not a you know, true in-line guy. I mean, you'll see him as a half, you know, as um, uh, not a halfback, but, um, you know, an H-back, an H-back. Uh, you'll see him, you know, kind of do some wham blocks and motion, all of that stuff. You'll see him split out. You'll see him probably lined up as a fullback, quite honestly. Uh, all of that for Scott Turner and Ron Rivera and this new Redskins offense. So that's certainly the highlight name. Uh, now, there is, uh, you know, another interesting development. They drafted Stephen, or they didn't draft. They brought in Stephen Montez, a developmental quarterback from Colorado. He's got good size, pretty good arm, um, but again, went undrafted. So he's certainly got some work to do. But remember what they did two years ago with Kyle Allen in Carolina. Undrafted. Was thought to have gone higher. Undrafted. They brought him in, tutored him, grew him, taught him the offense. And, you know, eventually he had to start. And he had to start a lot because Cam Newton got hurt. Uh, Not saying that's going to happen with Steven Montez, but... Just something to keep an eye on. And then the Redskins also brought in two college receivers, Missouri wide receiver Jonathan Johnson uh, and as well Isaiah Wright from Temple. Uh, And again, we have full coverage of this at RedskinsReport.com, and you can see some video clips uh, of these guys. I'm not sure why they felt the need necessarily to bring in two. uh, And again, these are reported signings, so that could change. Two undrafted wide receivers. That, to me, kind of, again, continues the whole notion that they're not... uh, Cam Sims, yes, clearly he's in trouble. Trey Quinn, clearly he's in trouble. I am starting to wonder whether they like Kelvin Harmon. I I don't know if they do or they don't, but I'm starting to wonder if they like Kelvin Harmon because it seems like a lot of receivers to bring in. uh, I mean, I know Gibson is not a true receiver. But when you bring in Antonio Gandy-Golden and then you bring in two undrafted guys, not to say that all three of those guys are going to make the roster, but to me that tells me that, you know, again, clearly I would be watching out if I was Trey Quinn. Clearly I'd be watching out if I was Cam Sims. 
But I'd also keep an eye on Kelvin Harmon, too. I don't know that, but I'd also keep an eye on Kelvin Harmon as well. And that I don't—I get the first two. I don't get that one, if that's the case. I hope that's not the case, but just saying. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, Have a great rest of your week. Please download wherever you can as well. Check out the Locked On NFL podcast and uh, everything that we offer on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team. We have you covered all across the sporting landscape and especially the National Football League. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.